Kicking off hour number two on a Tuesday, it is Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Nick Braden, D-Mace, and Marquise with you, taking you up until 10 o'clock today. It is time, and we're actually going to spend the entire hour here discussing college football. We've got the playoff stuff we're going to start with. We're going to get to Bama LSU. We're going to get to Tennessee. We're going to get to the Florida State vacancy. This is If you're a college nerd, this is your hour. Can I? Get, so let's just start the hour off with a bang then. How about that? This is this was a tweet from and it's got a blue check mark so I've done my diligence here so I hope I'm not getting like you know like what's it called it's not it's not, it's not uh, catfish it's not catfishing when somebody just puts out a fake tweet with a fake Twitter account right duped um, this is WTXL ABC twenty seven in Tallahassee so there's a blue check mark there's a blue check mark here thirty thousand followers sounds legit news news channel in Tallahassee. Sources, Florida State nearing a deal with Bob Stoops to become next head football coach. Now, again, I am hesitant because I am in the middle of a broadcast here and don't haven't had time to like do the diligence here. But there's a blue check mark next to this news site in Tallahassee. So just 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 let's let's keep our ear to the ground here and see if there's any anything to this report. So mm. I like it though. I like it too. There's a blue check mark. <laughs> that right? sounds that sounds tasty. Yeah. Blue check mark, right? Yeah, blue. Well, well, Chase got a blue check mark too. Oh, yeah. they they give they, they give those oh, uh, they give those out like bubble gum nowadays. Yeah. Well, well, why don't Chase. you have one then, buddy? No, I have no idea. Yeah, they were trying to. You, we still trying to figure that one. Yeah, out. we all got bubble gum yeah. except for you, bud. Exactly. I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. Man, I'm all out of bubble gum, yeah, as absolutely. Roddy Piper once said. Under the lid. So, so, so let's keep an eye on that. Who uh, who wants to go first? Top four. Let me. Uh, well, let me so right. mine will be the most dis- like random and disapproved of. So y'all can give y'all's, and then I'll give mine, and then you can yell at me and tell me how stupid I, mine are. I like Top that. Top four Tuesday. <laughs> let's do it. Right, how many Big Ten teams you got in your top four? Three? <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> yeah, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, it don't matter to me. Okay. I'll go first because I think my top four will be identical to what the committee reveals tonight. I agree with that. Uh, and I tweeted this two days ago. LSU 1, Ohio mm-hmm. State 2, Bama 3, Clemson 4. Uh, and then on the outside looking in, I've got Penn State 5, followed by the trio of one-loss teams, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon. Six, seven, eight. So I, I think the far more interesting debate tonight is going to be those bottom four teams that you mentioned. The, the, how does the committee view all of the one-loss teams, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Utah in particular? How does the committee view those teams? Because if they clearly make a statement with those four teams, it tells you what the pecking order is for one-loss champions, right? Because all these teams above them are going to lose. Like Alabama and LSU play, Penn State and Ohio State play. There's going to be losses around the table. So how does the committee view Oklahoma? How does the committee view Georgia? Oregon and Utah, I think, is the most interesting thing, and I think that's what the committee will do. The four teams that you put in there tonight, there might actually it might actually be Clemson three, Alabama four. If you're projecting tonight, because Clemson actually has played a tougher schedule than Alabama even has, um, although they played that one really close game against North Carolina. So uh, I totally think right now Ohio State could beat Alabama. There's no weaknesses uh, on that team. Hey, listen, I wouldn't object no to that. Um, and they got three. Than, they got three Heisman contenders. Yeah, other than you know you're going against Nick Saban, but I mean I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. They're the most complete team as far as how you've played against who you've played, how mm-hmm. dominant have you been, both offense and defense. They they are the most complete team. They have not played a marquee 
top 10 caliber football team yet. So that's a problem. The, the only question I have about Ohio State is Ryan Day and Justin Fields in a championship mm-hmm. moment, which I don't know how you – True. That doesn't really count towards your resume. That just is sort of a more of a predictive thing. We, we have no idea what Ryan Day will do when his team is down by – like he hasn't called a – has Ryan Day called a difficult play in his career? No. Well, let me ask you this then. Not so one tough play. If Wisconsin did not lose to Illinois and then obviously Ohio State beat them, will we give that a bigger win for Ohio State then? Well, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's not because they now have multiple losses. And yeah. if my aunt had – well, you know how the saying goes. She'd be my uncle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Go. I didn't need to finish that. You got it for me. All right, Mace, what you got? All right. Um, Minnesota number one? Yeah, Fleck. Row the boat, baby. Row the boat. <laughs> Baylor two. <laughs> hey, if you're going by undefeated, then yeah, they would be oh, in thank, the top five thank or Thank God six. we've evolved past exactly, that. Exactly. Absolutely. So I got LSU one, Ohio State two, Bama three, Clemson four. Now, this yep. is where it gets interesting because I have Georgia five, Florida six. Florida six, two lost. You, yeah. you, you had Penn State at in four last week. Yeah, I did Penn State. So they I, on the bye week fell yeah, three spots. I think that <laughs> the way uh, what I've seen from Florida, yeah, even with two losses, that is a damn good team. Pretty good. That is a really good team. And I think under I any other circumstance, that's maybe a one loss team rather than a two loss team. So I would neutral love to see them. I would love to have seen them play Florida like the end of the I mean on Georgia end of the year. So like, right, right now you think the they, they played them pretty well. If they played each other right now, you would take Florida over Penn State oh, head yeah. to head. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Okay, about, okay. Florida, Definitely. Florida over Oklahoma. Uh, can you be score with Oklahoma? Tough. That'd be tough. But I mean, Kansas State proved that you know. Yes, you can a, score on Oklahoma. The, yeah, there's a formula <laughs> to doing it, and they just gave up the game toward the end and almost let Oklahoma yeah. Oklahoma come back. But no, LSU, Ohio State, um, Bama, Clemson. Yeah, you boys are right then, on. Right on. Then I have Georgia, Florida, then Penn State, and uh, what was my. Um, it was Oregon. You got, yeah, I was going to get Oregon. the Pac-12 yeah, one-lossers in there at some point. Um, I, I, nothing wrong with, with those top five. In fact, those are the same five. Like, I have Georgia at five, Penn mm-hmm. State at six. Uh, uh, right now, I thought, listen, Penn, State, Penn State's got some nice wins. They're mm-hmm. not as good as Georgia's wins. Georgia's wins are over Notre Dame and Florida, two teams that you could argue are top ten. They have the loss of South Carolina, which is a huge sort of albatross hanging around their neck, which I think could cost them a chance at the playoff. Uh, Penn State does not, but Penn State hasn't been overly dominant. They've beaten good teams, but they've beaten them, you know, eighteen to ten. They beat Pittsburgh, okay, seventeen to twelve against Iowa, okay. You know, they they gave up the lead to Michigan, and Michigan probably should have tied the game on the final drive. And you know, so you know, Penn State's been good. They just haven't been great. So I don't put them in the same tier as the top four. Here's where I'll go a little controversial here, and and I, you know. I don't think there's really anything controversial about the top four. Uh, I will have Alabama one, Clemson two, um, LSU three, Ohio State four. I think you could also make the case for Ohio State at three because uh, LSU's defense, you could poke some holes in LSU's defense. Same thing with Alabama. I just – they're the best two programs in college football with the best players in college football, and they have the best coaches in college football with the two best quarterbacks in college football. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they have crushed basically everybody. It's not like – like, I get Alabama's strength of schedule is not as good. I understand that it's not as good as LSU. LSU was losing in the third quarter, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the argument for LSU is they've got the best resume. they got the best wins. That's totally true. But they're not be- they didn't beat Florida by, by 38 points. They didn't beat Texas by 38 points. They didn't beat Auburn by 38 points. So 
what's better, beating Texas A&M by 30 points or beating LS, you know, beating Florida by three? Well, it's kind of about the same, right? Like, it's well, not really, that, that, that's it's not that different. Game like, was, it, was, it was basically it was a 10-point game. It was 10 yeah. points, really. And, and they ended up pulling away from Florida, let, winning yeah. by two touchdowns. Let me phrase this question for so. you in a specific way, because you have Bama-Clemson higher than me and Derek do. I think they're for, all even, by the way. I think all four of them are great. So. Forget the Bama-Clemson fatigue factor. We all know that's just something people complain about. And then when they play in January, everybody tunes in in masses to watch. Do you think, let me phrase this the correct way, there is Bama, Clemson, we take them for granted. They're so good that when they don't just bludgeon people, we kind of discredit them and give more love to LSU and Ohio State because we're so used to seeing them just be I, the standard of yeah, excellence. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think it's 100% what we're doing to Trevor Lawrence. I think we all thought Trevor Lawrence, after that championship game performance against Alabama, that he has to be the greatest statistical player in the history of the game. The guy's got over, what does he have, 26 touchdowns? Mm. And and like, what does he have? Like twenty three hundred yards of offense. They're winning by f- they're scoring forty four points a game, which is like fifth in the country. Like Clemson's number two in defensive efficiency, number three in offensive efficiency. They're the only team in America that's top five in both of those categories. They're they're beat. They went on the road and beat a good Louisville team by thirty five points. Like that that's that's how is that any different than beating Washington or beating Texas A and M or you know any of these other win- is, is is beating Wisconsin. By by thirty points, better or worse than be, you know? Yeah, it probably is better than beating Louisville, but is it really at home? I, you know, I just think I think your point is totally valid. We're we're looking for reasons not to put Alabama and Clemson at the top. There are two very viable ones in LSU and Ohio State. Ohio State's the, the most complete and most dominant team so far, but completely unproven in a championship setting. Mm-hmm. And LSU has been has had the best wins, the best resume. So both it makes sense for both those teams to be one and two. I, I just always come around on. Who do I think? Who do I think is the better football team? And I know we're going to see a game this weekend play out. So thank mm-hmm. God we don't have to argue about this for too long. Well, I mean, no, but you're you're just but, keeping it simple. The coach, the quarterback, the programs. You don't it, need to go too far. It's not about what happened last year. Yeah. It's not about what you did last year. It's not about the players that were on last year's roster. I'm talking about your team this year. And Alabama, Clemson. Like I just don't think it's that controversial to look at Alabama and Clemson and think they're the two best teams. I just don't. I don't think it's controversial to put Ohio State at one. I don't think it's controversial to have LSU at one. I think all of them are, are viable, number one level programs. My questions are about Coach O and Ryan Day. Those are my questions. I don't know what those guys are going to do in championship settings. Coach O's never delivered in that setting. And Ryan Day's never called a tough play in his life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he can't do it, but we haven't seen it yet. 615-737-1025, the number. If you want to jump in on the college football playoff conversation, 737 737- 1025 coming up next LSU and Alabama is it a college football preview or an elimination game we're back after this on morning drive you know what's not eliminating that would never eliminate you but only make you better that's cool springs md and i'm talking to all my men listeners out there cuz i've been saying this for over a year now cuz man you know we're starting to seek help for hormone deficiencies and imbalances dr jeffrey lodge and his wife daphne along with that experienced staff Give men the treatment required to improve their quality of life. Coos Rings MD services have already helped many men in Brentwood, Franklin, Nashville, and the surrounding areas in Tennessee with improving their immune systems, energy levels, cognitive functions, and more. They are there to connect you with the medical care you require to have a healthy and enriched life. And yes, men, when we are healthy and when our lives are enriched, everyone else around us feels much better. 
Okay, we're able to go outside with the kids and play. We're not sitting on the couch, all lethargic, just want to watch television. We're out enjoying Nashville the way men are supposed to. And that's with your families. That's with your kids. That's with the wife or the girlfriend. You know what? There's no better time now to achieve all of that. You know what that's called? That's called a healthy lifestyle, people. So what are you waiting on, man? What are you waiting on? Give Cool Springs MD a call today. Make that appointment. Pull out your smartphones. Grab a pen or a pencil. Write it down on a piece of paper. However you want to do it. But you got to put this number down. Because it's one of the most critical numbers. One of the most important numbers that is going to be on your phone today. So here it is. Listen closely, man. 615-486-3458-615-486-3458 or visit the website, CoolSpringsMD.com. Here's what's interesting about that game. A lot of people just assume doesn't matter. The loser of that game is fine. The loser of that game may be fine if it's LSU. If it's Alabama, you had better watch out. I don't think Alabama has a very clear path uh, to get in if they get knocked out here tonight. We all know Alabama has done this before. They've lost in, in the past in this game in 11. They lost in, uh, I believe it was uh, 17, to Auburn at the end of the season. But th- their resume is terrible. Uh, they don't have a good win, and their best win is, is Texas A&M, which is not really a good win. So a loss at home, even though they look like one of the three or four best teams in the country, I, I think they could be in big trouble. That was Paul Feinbaum earlier today on ESPN talking about LSU and Alabama. So let's get into this elimination game, college football playoff preview between these two because I kind of agree and disagree with Paul there. I could see a case where Alabama doesn't make it, and I wouldn't be outraged as a Bama fan if they lost to LSU and somehow were left out. But let me give you a scenario. Remember the 9-6 game in 2011? How many missed field goals did Alabama miss? I think three. I mean, they were just god-awful, and they they lost in overtime. Eric Reed's interception wasn't really an interception either at the goal line there. Yep, that was the Marquise Mays throw to Williams. That that should have been a – I mean, that was – I thought that was a – Anyway, not to relive these games. But but to your point, though, like if Alabama loses a really close game to LSU because of a missed field goal, three-point game or less, and then bludgeons Auburn in the Iron Bowl – Yeah. I think they would have a case, even though their resume stinks. I, see, and here's the thing: this is this is what people get so caught up in at this time of year, and it's part of the reason I don't like the rankings coming out so often because they don't mean anything. Like tonight, again, I'll be interested to see what happens with the one-loss teams, but but there's really no intrigue in the top three or four. We're not ranking resumes. The job of the committee is not to rank your resume. The job of the committee is to rank the teams. And I say this all the time about 2013 Florida State. 2013 Florida State didn't play anybody. They had a terrible strength of schedule. Their quote-unquote resume wasn't any good. They won by 42 points a game and won the national title because they were the best team in America with Jameis Winston and like 36 NFL players. Like at at what – you're not always the contents of your resume. You are not blind – like I don't – don't be a blind resume truther. Like don't sit there and just say, all right, well, this team's played a tougher strength of schedule and they've got two – They've beaten one top 25 team, and you've beaten none. Well, no, your, your body of work is 8, 9, 10, 12 games. It's not one game. It's not two games. It's not three games. It's 12 games. And Alabama's winning by 40 points. <laughs> like, they're crushing people. Um, if you lose to LSU badly and you look ugly doing it and Tua looks healthy, 
that's probably the worst case scenario for Bama, right? Like Tua looks fully healthy, they're at their best, and LSU boat races them. That mm-hmm. that's the worst case scenario for Alabama. Um, but you're not ranking the best resume. You're not ranking the best strength of schedule. Those are those are part of the equation. But what you're ranking is who's the best team. Georgia last year, by losing to Alabama the way they did in the championship game, proved to me that they were one of the four best teams. It didn't disprove it. It proved it to me. Now, they didn't get in because Notre Dame was undefeated. Okay. Mm-hmm. I still think Georgia was a better team than Notre Dame last year. I would have put Georgia in. And because they lost close to Alabama, that would be my reason for putting them in. If you lose close to LSU and LSU is the number one team in the nation and 13-0 and SEC champs, wouldn't that be a reason to make the case for Alabama, not against them? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think so, it would be. Um, and... It, I could see you, you know, if people want to point at Alabama's schedule, I could see if Alabama was winning close games with this schedule. Right. I can understand you saying, well, maybe they're not one of the best teams in the, in the, in the country, but they're blowing people out, and it's it's not even close. Um, have they even had a North Carolina game like Clemson yeah. has? People will be killing them. I don't think they have, have they? Yeah, no, I don't nope. think they have. They've beaten everyone by two touchdowns or more. Um, and they play this LSU game and, and say they lose the close game. Um, 48 to 15 is the average score for Alabama. Yeah, so my thing is, <laughs> if they lose a close game to LSU, or even if they get beat by like 10 points, 10, 12 points, I don't know, 15 points, to me, they're still one of the best four teams in the country. Because they would come back, and if they beat Auburn convincingly, to me, it proves that they're still one of the best four teams. I think you, I think you said it perfectly. Worst case scenario is if they lose with a healthy Tua. Uh, if we assume two is one hundred percent and, and they look still, bad, and, and they look, look bad, bad doing, doing it, it yeah. then yeah. yeah. My thing if 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 I'm Nick Saban, if I believe in 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 my back backup quarterback Mac, if two is not eighty five to one hundred percent, I am not playing them unless I have to, unless you know the quarterback gets hurt and two has to come in, because to me. If you lose a close game with Mac at your quarterback, you still have a chance. If you lose a close game and Tua's healthy, or you lose a close game, or you lose up in a blowout fashion and Tua's eighty-five to ninety percent, it's still going to look bad on your resume, I believe. So if I'm Nick Saban, if Tua's not at least ninety, ninety-five percent, I'm not playing him. I he would come in if I need him. Yeah. But I would trust that Matt can get the job done. And if he doesn't get the job done, then I have Tua back healthy for Auburn. How, how long into the Tennessee game? Was it the early second quarter that he got hurt? Tua? Mm. Can we double check that? Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe find out. But let's just say hypothetically that – because, again, that, that game was fairly close. Tennessee might mm-hmm. actually be the closest game they've played. Yeah. Because their elite super Heisman Trophy quarterback went out. Like, can LSU survive if Joe Burrow is not the quarterback? Uh, probably not. No. Is Ohio uh, State, they have no quarterback depth behind Justin Fields. Is Ohio State the same team without Justin Fields? Nope. Not. Trevor Lawrence leaves Clemson. No. What do they look like? Mm-hmm. Now, they might actually have a guy who's got the most experience because Chase Price has mm. won them a game in the past. But, you know, how many of these teams could take their Uber – could you take Jalen Hurts off of Oklahoma and have them play against Tennessee and Arkansas? Arkansas sucks. Trust me. I get it. They're terrible. But how many teams in America could you take that guy off the team and you go out and you win basically 90 to 20? 
in two games against an improving Tennessee team and and, our, and a conference team in your division in Arkansas. Again, terrible Arkansas team. I get it. But, like, if you took Jalen Hurts off of Oklahoma, what do they look like? And I, I just think that's, again, I don't know how. Let's just talk football here. Let's forget resume. Let's forget all the metrics. Who who stops that passing attack if two is healthy? Who stops it? How are you going to cover those four receivers? Yeah, there's no, there's nobody in college football. I mean, uh, no. so again, it's not that's not the end all be all. That's not the you know that's not the deciding factor. But the job of the committee is not to rank your best schedule or, or the best resume. The job of the committee is to rank the four best teams. Well, I mean, fine, and I don't fine know how bomb, you don't make the case Alabama is one of the four best teams. I think Feinbaum's correct in saying Bama's resume so far does not look good. But uh, according to Odd Shark, here's the spreads. If these four teams meddled a neutral oh, field, this is what I was waiting and this for. is just from the Bama perspective. Uh-huh. So, if you want to say Alabama's not a top four team, you're wrong because Vegas has them favored over everybody on a neutral field. Bama against LSU on a neutral field. Now, keep in mind, uh-huh. Bama's a seven point favorite at home this week. Neutral field playoff, Bama minus three and a half. Bama against Clemson neutral field, Bama minus four. Mm, that's about right. Bama Ohio State neutral field, Bama minus seven. <laughs> oh wow! Here, here's here's the question: How many times has Alabama been the number one team in the nation, undefeated, and been a seven point underdog, like LSU is right now? Correct. No, the answer is zero. At least now, to my knowledge. Now I know that Vegas's goal is to split the money, yep. right? The Vegas's goal is not to hey, we think this team's better. Their job is to split the public on on the betting money line because they want half the people betting one way and half the people betting the other way. So I understand that it's not the end all be all. But I don't. Uh, there's no chance number one undefeated Alabama has ever been a seven point underdog. I would agree. So, Kyle, first up on Morning Drive, talking some college football playoff. What's up, Kyle? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, bud. Hey, we're talking a lot about what happens if Alabama loses. Uh, what about if LSU loses? Are they gone? And does a one loss Oregon run the table? Um, do they have any chance getting in and or? Let's say Ohio State slips up against Penn State or uh, or Michigan, and they're a one-loss non-conference champion. How do you think that plays out? Oh, I, I, I've got something in my head that just that I can't get. It started. It's like this. You know how like a certain song is like an earworm, right? And it like dives its way into your head. And it just like lives there for like a day or two. There's this thing in my head that says that Ohio State's going to dominate every single team they play this year. They're going to win the Big Ten championship, but they're going to lose to Michigan. That could be. I don't know why I, I think that. that. I case. can't. Like they're going to be. They're going to be twelve and one Big Ten champ, and they're going to get into the playoff. I but, mean, it could but they'll be but case. they'll have a close road loss at Michigan at the end of the year, just Man. because they're going to slip up that one time, the way Alabama did to Auburn that one year, and still get in. Like the, but Michigan can't win the division because they have two losses in, in in conference. But for something, for some reason, that's just like this earworm in my head right now. LSU's got a better resume, quote unquote resume, than Alabama, so they can afford. The, the loss better with the committee. So if they go, and, and it's on the road against Alabama. So if LSU loses on the road to Alabama, Alabama wins the SEC, and you're LSU, you've got all these great wins, and your only loss is on the road to number one Alabama, you've got a great case to get into the And playoff. then you play A&M at the end of the season, so that'd be another, another good, good win, win yeah. for you if you can pick I, up that one. It, it'll be hard to knock LSU out at that point. Does but, it make us SEC Oregon's homers really if we say the SEC is the only conference good enough to get a mulligan and still make the playoff? No, I, I think uh, Ohio State can do it. I think nah, I don't. I don't know if Ohio State can do it. What do you, what do you mean, Mulligan? Like a loss? Well, yeah, loss. yeah. I don't know. If oh, Ohio, I think all these teams could get in. I don't think Ohio State can. Clemson's the only one that can't really. You think Oregon can get in as a one-loss Pac-12 yeah, team? Absolutely. So could Utah. So could Ohio State. You don't know what's going to happen elsewhere, right? Like, 
I don't think a Pac-12, one-loss Pac-12 team is getting in. I, I think, think Oregon will be ranked ahead of Oklahoma tonight. Uh, I agree, although I would say which, on which a, puts them in the well, driver's seat. But I think Oklahoma would beat Oregon. I, I agree too, but right. I think Oregon will be ranked ahead by the committee. Yeah, their loss is better. This is the beauty of this whole thing. Yeah, this and, what makes it so great. And or, listen, Oregon defensively is far better than Oklahoma. So like that, that's that's a big argument here. But that's I mean, it, Oregon the, also the is going to have another top game, ten win coming with the Utah. Oklahoma game, their loss at, at Kansas State. That's a tough roll. That's a tough roll game. Yeah, but you're down 25 in the fourth quarter, dude. But but you, I mean, when you're getting boat raced, the committee has told us we don't like it when you get boat raced. But they didn't get boat oh, raced. Oklahoma's loss though, because they were favored by I think 24. 24. Uh-huh. Oklahoma's loss to Kansas State is as bad as Georgia's yes. to South Carolina. Yes. They were both three touchdown favorites. Now Kansas State nah, keeps winning. I don't so. think so because Oklahoma at the end that they that that should have been a, that could have easily turned the other way in Oklahoma. And we could talk about it after break, yeah. but that could have easily turned. And Oklahoma could have won that game. It's about how you lost, though. All right. And we will wrap up that conversation on the other side. Then also, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it when we come back. So stay tuned. Hmm. This is not a troll job. I genuinely believe there's a case to be made for the statement I'm about to make. Back after this on Morning Drive. It is Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Congratulations to Kevin Cooper with the correct answer of Philip Forsberg. You have qualified for a chance to win the Winter Classic Celebration flyaway to Dallas where you will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, a pair of tickets to see Leonard Skinnerd with special guests, the Almond Betts Band, and Asleep at the Wheel. And a pair of tickets, of course, and this is what makes the whole contest great. The Predators take on the Dallas Stars at the Cotton Bowl on Wednesday, January the 1st. Prizes courtesy of Outback. So there you go. Kevin Cooper is our qualifier today. The Almond Betts brothers? That's what it says. The Almond Betts band? Band? Is that Dickie uh, Betts, I'm assuming? Not Mookie, Mookie Betts. No, it's is not Mookie you guys, you guys don't know anything about yeah. music. Are they cousins? It's not Liddell Betts. Remember yeah, Liddell Betts yeah. back in the day, NFL you running back? Are, no, you guys don't no, know anything um, Betts, about music. The running back. It wasn't Liddell. God. It was um, it was Liddell Betts. The running back for Pittsburgh? No, that was Jerome Bettis. Guys. No, no. It was Betts, a running back for Pittsburgh. God, what Jerome was his name? Bettis. No, it was another It was <laughs> There another was uh, a Ram and a Redskin named Liddell Betts. I think he played at Notre Dame. Why yeah. I believe. So not only do you not know anything about music, but you don't know anything about football either. No, I don't know anything. Dickie Betts is a founding member of the Allman Brothers Band. Who cares? Oh, my God. Not the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, if it's not the Doobie Brothers, I don't care. Exactly. (sighs) All right. The Doobie Brothers. Not Allman Joy. Yeah. Exactly. If it's Hall & Oates, I care. But the Betts Brothers, no, don't care. Oh, my God. Go for brothers. How many brothers is it? Is it four brothers? No, no, there's only two brothers. We got two brothers in here. We got two yeah. white guys. No, the Nick, and da- Nick and Braden are the white guys. Marquise and Derek is are the it, brothers. Is it Debbie Betts or Dickie Betts? Dickie Betts. Whatever Derek. your heart desires. Stop being such a jerk. So let, let me let me let me just one of the uh, almonds is dead. I'm, I think the other one might be dead. Almond too. Joy. <laughs> huh. Oh, my God. Almond milk? <laughs> See what I started? I'm ahead, warping everybody's brain. Go ahead. All right, show us why you're the biggest Bama fan for the chance to win a cabin on the Crimson Tide Cruise, February 10th through the 15th. The second annual Crimson Tide Cruise will set sail from New Orleans to 
Cozumel and Yucatan, Mexico. Got that on one try. Ah. Thank you very much. On board the Carnival Valor at a national championship worthy vacation with your favorite Alabama sports legends. And no, Marquise Munson will not be on this cruise. Send us a picture by Twitter with the hashtag Bama Cruise or upload it at the game Nashville.com. What's the weather like in Kazumo this time this time mm-hmm. of year? Pretty good? Pretty brilliant. It's yeah. probably nice and warm. So a statement that I truly believe in one moment, but let's wrap what we were just discussing with the college football playoff, because one of you, we were just we're so off the rails right now, I forget who was going to make a point about something, but somebody had something to say. <laughs> no, you're the, you're the one who said we went to break, and you said you, uh, there's something you're going to say. Yeah, and, no, but there was something you guys wanted to finish real quick. No, I, I think we were, uh, <laughs> we, we were talking about um, LSU and and you know possibly how would they be, be how would they not be in the playoffs and then Oregon could Oregon you know still be in a position because I think right now I think if the Pac-12 if things continue to go the way they are even with the one loss um, um, SEC team I don't think the Pac-12 could ten. I just don't. I, I mean, because you would have a one-loss Oklahoma team. See, that's if they that's, beat Baylor and then they come back and win. Say if Baylor goes undefeated and they beat them in their um, Big Twelve championship, or if Baylor loses once and they play, say Texas. I don't know. Here, here's again. That's what makes tonight so interesting. It's not the undefeated teams. It's the one-loss teams that's interesting tonight. Oregon strength of schedule right now: twenty fourth in the nation. Oklahoma's forty ninth in the nation. Oregon's loss is far better than Oklahoma's right now. And, o- and Oregon would have a win at this point, if we're saying everybody wins out, mm-hmm. would have a win over top 10 Utah in a Pac-12 title game to add to their resume. Oregon would have the better resume and the far better defensive football team than Oklahoma. They're not as efficient on offense. Oklahoma's the best offense in America. I think w- w- what is important to watch tonight is Georgia, Oklahoma, Utah, and Oregon. How does the committee look at the one-loss teams? Mm-hmm. Because right now... I would have the Pac-12 one-loss champion ahead of Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma would win the game, so I would vote them better. Like, I would vote Oklahoma as the better football team, but that's not what the committee's doing. They're putting all of this stuff together. Their eye test and resume and everything. I think Oregon is going to be ahead of Georgia and Oklahoma tonight, and if they do that, it's because Oregon has played a tougher schedule, has a better loss, and, and is is metrically better than Oklahoma I would not be surprised if the Pac-12 champ gets in over the Big 12 champ before well, we talk. We talk about the SEC. Oklahoma team, the needs SEC for, team. and they only have one game in between the two. They need for Oregon to stay undefeated. Oregon has TCU. They can't be Baylor. 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 Yeah. They can't. It can't be a, sl- a slip up. By no, Baylor. they they need to be. They the, need to as be good undefeated. A Baylor team exactly. As they yep. need to be undefeated when when Oklahoma faces them. And then probably um, beat them again. Yeah, and beat them again in the Big but, 12 title game because they got Iowa State this week, and that's uh-huh. that's a pretty solid win. But so. if Baylor ends up winning, then they would have to play Texas uh, right before they end the season with Kansas, which we know will probably more than likely be a win. But if they can pick up a win versus Oklahoma, beat Texas, and then come back in the uh, in the uh, Big 12, Big 12 championship game. Even when or lose, 13-0 Baylor is going to have a good case. 13-0 Baylor, if if there's a one loss, say if if LSU or Alabama loses, Baylor wins and they win the Big 12. That's the debate right there. You got to argue Baylor. You got to argue strong that Baylor's in. But here's the problem if you're a Baylor fan. 
your 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 second best win probably at that point. LSU's got the same win, and they did it. Yeah, on, and they did it on the road against Texas. Yeah. So if your second best win is Texas, or if you beat Oklahoma twice, maybe that's your yeah. second best win. But if you if if your third best win is Texas, well, LSU's that'll be like LSU's like third or fourth best win too. So like it, LSU, I, that that is a debate. Thirteen and zero Baylor versus eleven and one LSU. That is a debate right there. Shout out to the audience for calling in and telling Marquise Liddell Betts played at Iowa. What I tell you, yeah. Liddell Betts. Mm-hmm. You did said that. I said Liddell Betts. I just got the college wrong. No, he was saying. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, you got it. You yeah. said Notre Dame, yeah. but you're right. I should have yeah. known. No, that but was there like, was a. Well, Liddell, he must be the same guy that I'm talking about. He's no, Fred Ru- he's no Fred Russell, but. <laughs> Fred Russell? Yeah, remember that Iowa team in 02? Had, had, it had uh, Dallas Clark, yeah. Bob Sanders, Fred Russell, and the quarterback was Brad Banks. Wow. Ooh, How about that wow, team? That's Brad a good pull by Banks. you. Right off the top of the dome, boys. Uh, Nerd alert. We will get to the statement coming up next that I want to make as far as two of the coaches that we care about. Uh, but by the way, just really quickly, I just noticed this. There's now a, a uh, parody Twitter account dedicated to Dan Lambert's back tattoo. No, oh, there's wow. not. Yes. Yeah, DL, D- DL back tattoo? DL back tattoo exists. <laughs> he sent us a tweet. He says, moving on up. I'm getting closer to your lower back, Nick. Have you seen the photo? Do you see the profile picture? Oh, yes. Goodness. It's a hairy back with a photo of Dan Lambert's oh, face on man. it. man. <laughs> Good look. Oh. <laughs> Nashville, we love you. <laughs> We love you, Nashville. I tell you, just put it, put it on your, put it. On oh your yeah, tips. yeah, that'll go over real well with the wife. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the one on the back will go over real well with the wife I, as well. I still think chest plate. I, I you know, I like the belly button idea. Uh-huh. I like the lower back <laughs> tattoo. I also like chest plate. You know. Just get Nash, no, get Nash no, on one side and Dan Lambert on the other. Put it on your hamstrings. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just his face. Just his face. I'm telling you, put it on your calf muscle. No. Put it on your calf. Put his face on your calf muscle. I was getting tweets last night. I should go on the forearm. No, because you can hide that. You can really. No, get it put on your calf muscle. Because you like wearing shorts anyway. Yeah. Baggy what, shorts. What about yeah. like a D on one side of the neck and the L on the other side of the neck? They might think he's in a gang, man. <laughs> yeah, power play gang. Somebody will get offended by it. Exactly. They'll have to answer for it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, All right, we, we get power play goals because we score power play goals. We uh, go on the PP because we're always on the PP. All right, when we come back, Jeremy Pruitt, Mike Vrabel. I have a thought I never thought I would say. We're back after this on Morning Drive. It is Morning Drive, ESPN 1025 The Game. Casey Alexander, head coach of Belmont, coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. So I was thinking about this last night, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because four to six weeks ago, I would have sounded like a moron for saying this. And maybe I am still a moron this morning if I do say this. But nonetheless, I actually think right now that Jeremy Pruitt is showing more progress in year two as a head coach than Mike Vrabel is. Am I off base in thinking that? I'm thinking... The last month, Tennessee looks like a solid football team. The last four to six weeks, the Tennessee Titans, I know they've won two games in there, poorly coached, penalties, mistakes. I actually think Jeremy Pruitt might have lapped Rabel at this point. Has, has Tennessee beaten a team, a Power 5 team with a winning record? No. Yeah. Uh, I think your point is valid. I think he has shown more progress this year than Rabel has. So I think you're right about that. Okay. Uh, Vrabel accomplished far more in his first year than Pruitt did. So I think, if anything, they're sort of coming back to even. If they were stocks anything, right now, like I would say, the stock for Vrabel is no, going down. Yes, Pruitt is either flat or yes. slightly ascending. Mm. No, no question. Can I tell you 
on Monday, on Sunday morning, or Monday morning, what I think about that? Absolutely. Because I, I think if you go on the road and beat Kentucky, you could start to talk about a corner being turned for Tennessee football. Which I think they will do. They did do. You, did, yeah. you see, did you see the – Nick, because you were, you were talking to me yesterday before the show, and I was agreeing with you that – we were all on Kentucky. This is a bad spot for Tennessee to go up there. Mm-hmm. Rival, you know, uh, revenge factor from last year. Kentucky's got rest. They're coming off a bye. Like, a lot of reasons to like Kentucky in this game. Did you see the line? It went from three and a half to a pick, I think. It went from three and a half favored Kentucky to Tennessee by a point. <sighs> that is a mm. huge swing. And that means a bunch of early money came in on Tennessee. That is correct. Hard. Yeah. I, I, I predict predict UT to win that game. I I think they've gotten better as a team. I think they've settled in. Um, I think Garantano, I think he's the quarterback. He's the guy that's going to win them football games moving forward. Um, I know people love, you know, the backup, who's the starter now, uh, more, but I think if you want, to continue the trend of showing that this team is improving, I think that Garantano has to stay the quarterback um, because if you just take away the blunder that he had at at uh, at, at and you know against Alabama, I think he's played fairly well mm-hmm. considering you know. Um, so I, I think if they're going to continue to trend upward, I think it's going to be because Garantano is is, the, is your quarterback. I mean, if they finish with wins over Kentucky and Missouri on the road and break a really ugly s- string of games against Vanderbilt, I, I mean, you're you're going to be left with a really positive taste in your mouth about how this team and this season developed over the course of the year. I, I can't help but think what if, if you hadn't choked in, against two non-Power 5 opponents in the first two weeks of the season, what could have actually been this year? If, if you go on the road and you beat Kentucky and Missouri – and you finished seven and five, you should have won nine games, which is a hell of a statement on Jeremy Pruitt. The problem is, is you choked, and your team didn't show up. Like you want to know, like, well, did, did you did you show up and do any tra- like practicing in the summer? Like, what, what did you did you just show up on week one of the game, and that's when you started practicing? Like, it's just so odd that you can look at this team today and see how well they're playing, and then go like, you really you couldn't stop Georgia State running the football. Like, I mean, it's, the mistake against BYU is like a one-play thing. You mm-hmm. kind of can say, all right, that was fluky. It was terrible. It cost you the game. But, like, you were probably the better team most of the game. The, the Vols Georgia start, State just rolled them. The Vols start to the season is almost as inexcusable as the first half of Titans games where four out of nine times they haven't scored a right, point. Right, right, exactly. Like, so, how does that happen? So, again, I don't – I feel like they're going to split the Kentucky-Missouri games. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to crush Vanderbilt. That's that's what that's what my my vibe is. If you, if you ask I, me for prediction, I think they beat, and that gets them to six and six in a bowl game, and that's I progress. Think they beat both Missouri and Kentucky, and I think they lose to Vandy. Oh my God! At home, I think they lose to Vandy. That would Stillman's head would explode. I know. Um, I, here's the thing: they they still have a wildly inconsistent running game. Like I, I know they have some talent, and it's getting better, but they didn't really run the ball that well against UAB. It, it wasn't like they lined up and just beat them into submission. Um, they still have a very inconsistent offensive running attack, and, and the offensive line is showing progress. It's getting better. The two freshmen look like they're going to be starting for a long time, but they still have moments where, like, he got, you know, Darnell Wright was beat plenty of times against UAB, and you're going, wait a second, that, that, that was one of his worst games of his career. So there's still a lot of inconsistency with the running game. They need to be better. 
I want to say something like Ty Chan, like nine of sixteen. I think this was in David Ubbins' column. Nine of the sixteen carries that Ty Chandler got this weekend went for less than two yards. Like that's not good against UAB. Mm-mm. And I know UAB is a good G five team, but that's not good enough against Kentucky on the road. That's not good enough against Missouri on the road. So they're going to have to be better than they were against UAB, which you know is asking something of Pruitt. But that's the job. So. so earlier this morning, we mentioned the story coming out of the ABC television affiliate in Tallahassee about Florida State and Bob Stoops. Really quickly, do you, do you think that's a good fit? Does it make sense? Can there be a perfect marriage there? I mean, no? B- Bob Stoops, I think, is one of the first two or three phone calls I make. First call I make is to Urban Meyer. I say, Urban, are you interested in USC? Are you coming back to coaching? You want to come to Florida State? I, I think he says absolutely not. Second call is, is to Bob Stoops. So mm-hmm. I, I think you're shooting for the stars with a coach like Bob Stoops. I think he would do a fantastic job. And the idea that Bob Stoops would be even closer to Nick Saban's territory just makes my heart just ex- explode with happiness. Because I just, uh, the idea that Bob Stoops and Nick Saban's rivalry could not only be renewed, but they could be closer together now mm-hmm. and fighting for the same players on the recruiting trail every, every day is just fantastic. Mm. Um, but Florida State's a tough, it's, it's tougher than you think as an elite job. I, I, the third call I make would be to James Franklin. If I'm James Franklin, I'm not even thinking about it. Penn State's got far better, far more money, far better f- financial situation, uh, a better fan base, a better commitment. James Franklin loves the fact that he soaks up all the oxygen in Happy Valley. He is the big fish in the little pond. He loves that. That's what James Franklin loves. I don't think he's leaving Penn State for anything other than maybe USC or or something like the NFL. Maybe like yeah. I, I, he that, he's from Pennsylvania. I just don't see how James Franklin would leave to go to a program where you're operating in the red financially you you're in the there's same not many many programs that are better than penn state right, right. they're a top 10 program yeah. like it's just in your home state like uh, again this he, was supposed to be your dream job he sucks up all the oxygen and he wants it that way right like he is the most important person in happy valley amongst all penn state people and he and he loves that so you don't think the usc he might be interested in the bobby bowden era of florida state football can ever be resuscitated so it Florida State's fascinating. I think it absolutely can. It's a great job in a fertile recruiting territory in an ACC where there's only really one team of competition, right? All you got to worry about is Clemson. That's a lot, but all you got to worry about is Clemson. Um, here's the thing. This is an interesting angle. Florida State doesn't have old booster money. They don't have 100 years worth of boosters donating money. They're sort of a new money team, right, like the Florida Gators are. And, and new money is a little different than old money. Mm-hmm. And... New money means it, it's tougher to build facilities. It's a little tougher to to do the five hundred million dollar football stadium renovation and you know put the putt putt course in and all this stuff. Like it's it's sort of you know like these teams that have been doing it since the nineteen twenties and the nineteen thirties, they got generations of wealth that 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 push money into the program. Florida State doesn't have that, and that's why they have financial issues. I think, mm-hmm. and so it's an elite job. You can win national titles there, but you got to hire an elite coach. And I think Mark Stoops is a really fine coach for expectations that include mm-hmm. seven and five. Like Kentucky, like Kentucky expectations are: if you get us to seven and five every year, we're going to give you a contract extension. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Mark Stoops works at a place where expectations are: you need to go thirteen and zero and win national championships, beat Clemson and Alabama. And I, I just don't. I think you need something bigger and better than than that, unfortunately. And there's not many of those guys that exist. Well, speaking of Kentucky. I just got a message. I want y'all. Oh, to hear your it. girl checking in? Oh, a Kentucky right. fan? I just want y'all to Go hear Spartans. This. I just want y'all because the big games tonight. Yeah, yeah. I just want y'all the, to hear the this. The big game? Yeah, I've on, already bet on both of them. The big games on Saturday. Okay, y'all got to hush. Okay, just 
Okay, just hush. Okay. This would be great. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm going to let you play it. Uncle D, your team is going down. <laughs> go Cats! <laughs> you know, if she wasn't Talk so about the Spartans, cute, right? I would trip her the next time I see her. Oh my God, that's mean. <laughs> yeah, that's a little Lenny and my little niece, but I would Uncle, trip D- her. Uncle D. <laughs> she said my team's going down. I like her mama it. Mama put her up to it. I like it because she would never say that. She's like in the background, like say that. Yeah, say that. that's what she is. What are you talking about? There's, that's, we fair, that's fair. That's no, fair game. But, but we made a bet yeah. that if Kentucky loses. I have to, I mean, Kentucky wins, I have to wear a Kentucky shirt or jersey, whatever she gives me. Oh, I love and it. And for the next, you know, today, I mean, tomorrow or In through the Friday. Yep. And I got to randomly say Calipari is the best coach ever. Just <laughs> randomly. Just throughout the show, randomly just say that. <laughs> I, I love that so much. <laughs> so, Did you see Peter Burns yesterday, SEC Network, tweeting out a picture? With his kid? With his kid. Yeah. I just think that's awesome. Like, I think everything's fair game. If you're convincing your kids to say something and it's trash talk uh-huh. towards other te- people's teams in the family, I think it's totally fair game. Well, he Burns oh, is an LSU guy and his wife's a Bama girl. Yeah, and so like their daughter's name is Bo, and and they and and he goes, "Hey, Bo, who's gonna win this week?" And she's like, "Go Tigers!" That that and the will mom's be like, the, "Roll Tide!" Damn that it, that would be the <laughs> highest rated game in a while. Yeah, it's big. It's going it's big. to, and I'm going to be at Baylor. I, I'm, try, I'm trying. Oh, we got to talk uh, about yes. this. We have I, not. I, 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 hopefully, we're going to be finished. You just snuck that in yeah, there. Yeah, hopefully, we're going to be finished. But man, oh man, you're either a really good parent or your trash talking was so poorly planned because you ran your mouth about this game for months. Yeah, that's a good point. You're hanging out with David Koresh. Meanwhile, we're watching one versus two. Oh, man. I'm gonna watch it. I'm I'm watching that game. Yeah, you put your phone on song because I'm gonna text you every time Bama scores. <laughs> Touchdown to it. Exactly. And then if LSU starts scoring, I'm turning my phone off. Because I'm, I'm not tolerating you just, that crap. You just better schedule like a long academic advisor meeting with the with the ex-wife and the uh, the kid there for about 2.30 Central Time in, mm-hmm. Waco, in Waco, Texas. Casey Alexander, head coach of Belmont, joins us coming up next here on Morning Drive.